We want to remind you, if you want to follow along with Pastor Chuck's notes, because it's like drinking from a fire hydrant, you can text NOTES to 77247. You can also text in prayer requests by texting PRAYER to 77247. And again, if you missed our first segment at the top of the service, Zach and I were inviting you to a virtual coffee chat. We've had coffee over Zoom a couple times with different people uh, who watch regularly online. We would love to meet you, hear your story, and just be able to pray for you and help you take your next steps wherever you're watching in the world. So thanks again for joining us tonight. We're going to get ready right now yeah. for another part of our You Believe That yep. uh, sermon series. <laughs> so right now, let's welcome our pastor, Chuck Booer. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, excited to get with you tonight and talk to you about something that I love. See, we do a theology interview here. And what we do is we ask questions to people to make sure they align with us theologically so they can come on staff. And I'll tell you what, it gets a little nerve-wracking, right, Emma? Does it get nerve-wracking? Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Okay, but my favorite part of the theology interview is when we ask people, hey, are you somebody that hears from God? Uh, Have you had dreams? Have you had a time that God prompted you? Tell us about that. And then what happened? happens is whether, I got to be honest, whether we hire the person or not, I love when they're talking about God and what he does in their life and how he moves. Tim, you do this and don't you love that time? Oh yeah. We, we have several series of interviews, but inevitably the theology is always my favorite. It's fun to hear what people know. It's fun to even maybe kind of help people through some of the questions and, oh yeah, I knew that sort of. So yeah, yeah. And then when they talk about their hearing from God, we just go, whoa. And And because God is moving, God is active, and we need to be aware of that. So tonight, we're going to talk about that. Uh, I would say this. I I hope, actually, I'm going to say it. Every single person on our staff regularly hears from the Lord. God moves and guides and does things like that. You're going to hear a little more about that in just a few minutes. But what I want you to know is each person up here has had a moment where God has spoken to them in a very special way. And I'm hoping not you just hear their story. This is a big deal. I hope you go, oh... I've had that happen, or if you haven't had that happen, let me tell you what, it's not because God doesn't want to. In Job 33, it says this, indeed, God speaks once, even twice, yet people don't notice. So it's not that God's not speaking to you. It's not like you're the only one and God's going, I'm not talking to you. You know, I... Oh, good. We got, if you're watching online, I got to laugh. Okay. Uh, and so uh, we want to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about who's going to talk with me and share with me as we teach together on hearing from God. So, uh, Tim, tell us about yourself real quick. Uh, I'm Tim. Um, my name's Tim Roberts. Yeah. See? Yeah. Come on. Come on, Jay. Uh, my name's Tim Roberts. I am the pastor of worship on staff, and I've been here going on 14 years, and absolutely love it. It's a wonderful place. My name's Emma, and I am... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the Spanish coordinator. I work alongside Pastor Noah, and I've been uh, working here at Crossroads for about... It's going to be a year and, about a year and a half. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my name is Charles. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, the music director here at uh, Crossroads. I'm probably almost 20 years probably already at Crossroads. Yeah, yeah. Before that, you were in this band called All Together Separate. (laughs) And even today, people come up and talk to you about that, don't they? Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) And definitely not least. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Tracy. I'm, uh, I'm Pastor Chuck's assistant. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, we're, we're blessed to have all of you a part of our church family. I'm blessed to have you in, our, in my life. I genuinely am, and I feel like God has blessed me with our friendship, uh, with sharing life together, sharing uh, the idea of the cause of Christ together, and I love it. Um, so here's the thing. I, I want to tell you that God does lead, God does guide, God does direct you, and we're going to talk about verses that show that's true. Uh, but a while back, Pam came to me, my wife Pam, she said, I think the Lord's telling us to sell our house. And I was like, whoa, because I didn't see that coming. And so we prayed about it. We felt God spoke. We sold. Uh, there's a whole huge God story, right? You were in on that huge God story to it. But we ended up with this house. It was a, a journey to get there, but it was the Lord. And uh, we believe we live in the best place on earth. And here's one of the reasons why. Look at this. That is three nights or four nights ago, uh, that big male bear was in our backyard. And I don't know about you, but I go, yes, Lord, that is so awesome. So he's probably over 300 pounds. Then later on, this is uh, two nights ago, the mother bear comes in and look at the three cubs. And every time something like that happens, I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you. So my grandchildren are with me right now. I said, guys, do you want to have fun? And they're like, yeah. I said, here, I'm going to give you bacon. Go walk out. No, not really. <laughs> if you're online, they really laughed at that one. Okay. So we don't do that really. But, but here's what I want you to think about. The Lord does speak to us. The Bible says that over and over and over again. But a guy named Charles Stanley, who's an incredible pastor in Atlanta, Charles Stanley said this. Tune into it, what he said. It says, when we walk in the spirit, our spiritual antennas are alert to God and we can hear what he is saying. Notice that what he just said. He goes, we can hear what he is saying. This is the normal Christian life. If you're reading along, notice that. This should be normal. This is typical that you hear from God, that you hear his voice. This is the normal Christian life, living keenly responsive to the voice of God in whatever fashion he may choose. He speaks to us, and we can be involved in our business or our families and hear God say something, and we immediately know what to do. That's wild, but true. We can hear him in our business. We can hear him in our family. We can hear him in the moment. You guys, and immediately know what to do. And, and Charles Stanley said, but this is normal. This is normal. And the Bible does teach that that's what it's supposed to be like. So Emma, when you did the, the theology interview with us to come on staff, uh, we got to the section, or I wasn't in that interview, but we, the person got to the section with you asking you if you had heard from God. And you, you're, you're obviously, but talk about what it was like before you were on staff and now you're on staff. Um, well, definitely, uh, I, I, grew up in a, in, I grew up in church. I grew up in a Christian home. And I believe truly that God speaks to you through the word. But I had such a difficult time believing that um, he could speak to me through uh, other ways. I, I felt like you needed to have a special connection with God, like you needed to be a pastor or needed to be a, a, a teacher um, to, to be able to receive a word from God. So before Crossroads, that was my mentality. Uh, but coming into Crossroads, of course, that has changed. But that question in the interview was for sure a, a difficult one to answer in the moment. But I, it's very clear in the Bible that God does speak to you in many ways. 
Yeah, and so um, what I love that is we got to be a part of that journey. By the way, for all of you who don't know, Emma's like way overqualified to be with us. Uh, there's just no doubt about that. Uh, and then every time I get around her, I'm like, oh, I'm not that smart. But because uh, but, uh, you're so awesome. But here's the thing that, that I love hearing you say is that you already knew the Lord. You have a relationship with God. But when you got to be around us and we got to be around you, now you're hearing from the Lord far more. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'll get to share a little bit more later, but yes, that's yeah, definitely yeah, the case. Yeah. And I've watched uh, you grow in your faith. You were already strong, but I'm watching it go more. At, Tracy, right? More and more yeah. and more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. God's yeah. been good. Now, we do need to pause and say that you two are sisters, if you guys didn't know that. <laughs> sisters in the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody laughed at that one. So okay. I have to All say right. real quick, Chuck, I was at um, El Pollo Loco the other day, and I heard someone go, Emma. And I was like, oh, Emma's here. And I'm looking around, <laughs> and they were talking to me. And I, was, I just was like, yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It really does happen all the time. So listen to what Jesus said. Jesus and Don, John 10, 27 said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So Jesus said flat out, you know one way that that we have a relationship with him? He goes, I'm the shepherd and my sheep hear my voice. They hear my voice and I know them. He has a relationship with them and they follow me. See, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, you guys, is Jeremiah uh, 33, 3. And it says this, God says, it's, it's a call to you and a call to me. Listen to what the Lord says. He says, call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and mighty things you do not know. So what I want you to know is Charles Stanley was right when he said, but this is the normal Christian life, that that God's telling you things and you know it's God. Jesus said, you know my voice, you know my voice. And by the way, uh, we do know that God speaks to us through Jesus. So one of the six ways God speaks to us is through Jesus. And in Hebrews 1.1, it says this. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets, now key in on these two words, or these two sections, in many portions and in many ways. So, so right there, the writer of Hebrews says, God speaks to us in many portions and in many ways. And then it says this, in the last days has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So God speaks to us through Jesus. God speaks to us through Jesus. And Jesus said, that is what I want to do. I want to talk with you. I want to tell you things. So going back to John 10, and John 10, Jesus is talking about the fact he's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd and we're his sheep. And he said this, but he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, listen to this part, hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They know his voice. They know his voice. And and I'm going to jump down. I am the good shepherd and I know I'm known by my own and my own know me. And even as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep, which are not of this fold. By the way, let me stop. He's talking to the people of that day. He goes, but you know what? There's other sheep out there that are also my sheep. He was talking about you. He's talking about me. That's us. And so he's talking about us. He says, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will hear my voice and they will become one shepherd or one flock 
with one shepherd. And then one verse, a couple of verses later, well, 13, 11 verse, uh, not math. Uh, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So the Lord is talking about, hey, one day there'll be other sheep out there and he meant us. He goes, they're going to hear my voice too. They're going to hear my voice too. And so I love the idea that we hear the voice of the Lord. So we were, we were talking earlier, Chuck said that God speaks to us six different ways. And one of the other ways was the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And so I asked, is this different? Does Jesus speak to us outside of the Holy Spirit? Or is it the same as him speaking to us through the Holy Spirit? Yeah, so that, that's a pretty cool question to think about. Because if the Lord speaks in many portions, in many ways, is it that the Holy Spirit is the only spokesperson to us or does Jesus speak to us and Jesus would be different than the Holy Spirit? So Charles, you, you brought it, man. Tell everybody the answer. Uh, I would say uh, it would be uh, distinctly different, differently. Jesus can speak to us and then the Holy Spirit will speak to us differently too. Because uh, back to where, remember when we were talking about uh, uh, the doctrine of uh, the Trinity, because there are two different persons. The Holy Spirit is one person, and then uh, uh, Jesus is one uh, holy, uh, whole different person. So the Holy Spirit can speak to us, and then Jesus can speak to us differently too. And I have um, uh, different times in my life where I can feel that Jesus was speaking to me, and it, uh, when, when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, I can feel it, and it's different. And there was a several times when Jesus, I can feel that uh, Jesus was speaking to me and he was, he was actually correcting me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, differently and it's more like a certain voice. I can feel it. And he was like distinct. So it's just like a different uh, uh, person uh, talking to us. So it's just different. So. Now you've had that happen too. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure. I'm like, is it an audible voice? How is it different than the Holy Spirit? And then when we were talking, I was like, oh, when it's like I'm arguing back, I feel like that's Jesus. When he's telling me, when I feel like there's something I need to do and I'm fighting back on it, I f- for sure in that moment, like what Charles was saying, it feels like it's a stern, it's a stern talking to, and that feels like Jesus versus the Holy Spirit, I feel like is the gentle promptings and nudges. And so they are two different ones, which I hadn't thought about before today. Yeah, and when you brought that up, I think that's really important. And Charles, you were already on it too, that... That it's, you know what, is, is the Jesus, when he speaks to you and he does speak to you, um, you can recognize not only the word he's speaking, but the tone he speaks in. Now, you might ask the question, how would I know the tone of the Lord? Uh, by the way, let me say this, is that you guys get mixed up all the time by how you look, but never by how you sound right? For sure. We sound totally different. Yeah, you sound totally different. And so Tracy has been on a lot of things with me. And because of that, you know, tell what happened. Yeah. I I used to be on Chuck's podcast with him all the time, but I was never really front and center. I don't enjoy this too much. But uh, when I was on his podcast with him, I would meet people around the church and they would say, oh, you're Tracy. We recognize your voice. Yeah. 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 And I remember one person comes and goes, oh, I love your voice, Tracy. But here's the point. They knew her voice. They knew her voice. My wife, Pam, everybody knows Pam's voice. Who knows Pam? And I love that. I love that about her. And so, you know, her voice is so incredible and engaging, but I could pick her out in a moment and see when when you get to know the Lord better and better. So I don't want to put any guilt on you, but when you get to know the Lord better and better, you're going to know his voice, but you're also going to know the tone of his voice. And the way you learn the tone of the Lord's voice is by reading the Bible. 
The second way that God speaks to us outside of Jesus, or not outside, along with Jesus, is the Bible itself. And see, when you read Revelation 2 and 3, you're going to pick up the tone of the Lord. He's very, very corrective there, right? You guys, Tim, he is, that's one of our favorite books. And he's very corrective in Revelation 2 and 3. But in the end, he's always kind and uplifting and encouraging. He's always calling for us to overcome. And so you and I are going to experience the Lord that way. And uh, one of the ways I do also think we know it's not us in our mind putting this in here is when that voice is very different from who we are. It's very, very different from who we are and directing us in a way we wouldn't go, uh, which I think is really cool. But in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said this, it is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So God speaks to us in his word, and we need to take that word in. And then Romans 10, 17 says, when we listen, something happens. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So when we hear the word of Christ, we hear God, and what happens, we get faith. Our faith comes by hearing, and I love that. And Charles, you've had times like that where God's just... Uh, spoken to you through his word yeah as a musician uh, I started pretty early in my life uh, playing at churches and conferences and uh, uh, crusades but I've always had a misconception of uh, what worship was and uh, one time I was reading uh, in John 4 uh, that was about a woman at the well and uh, this is something uh, that was really profound that changed my life on uh, the, the way I saw, the way I see worship to this day was when uh, Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. And uh, he was saying that an hour is coming when the true worshipers, uh, true worshipers will uh, worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And when I, when I read that, I was like, what does this mean? So I was praying, God, I don't know what this means. And I'm a, I'm a worshiper. So I, I hope I'm a true worshiper because I've been, I've been playing at a lot of time every Sunday. <laughs> and um, uh, so I started praying and praying and praying. I started digging in. I started uh, uh, looking at different uh, uh, books in the Bible and trying to dig in, start to get deeper. And then I finally got it. So uh, I continued to pray and start reading the whole thing because the woman was asking Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus, where should we worship? Should I worship the Lord in Jerusalem where there's that temple? Or should I worship um, in Samaria? There's that Mount Gerizim right there. Where is the correct way or how should, I, how should we worship the Lord? Right? And Jesus said, no, there is an hour is coming where true worshipers should worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And that's when I realized, like, oh. Because my misconception was, at that time, I, my life verse was uh, Psalm 133, where you're supposed to uh, worship the Lord. You, you need to pray, uh, you need to play, bringing the best Right, I was, I was always thinking like you need to play skillfully. If you're not playing skillfully, it's a sin. <laughs> so I was thinking, because as a musician, so I was thinking like you always have to have the right, playing the right notes, sing the right notes. You always have to bring the best musician. You always have to bring the uh, playing in the right uh, key and the right songs. 
But then when I got that, I, that's when I got it. Oh, Lord, uh, to worship you, it's actually, it's not external. It's nothing external. It's actually internal. It's nothing about the right notes. It's nothing about bringing, uh, using the right instrument or the right gear. But it's actually, it's in the heart. And I could be worshiping anywhere. I don't even have to sing the right notes because God, God looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the Holy Spirit just speaks to me right, right there from John 4, verse 21. So. Yeah, I um, have had that happen, obviously, over and over. And, and by the way, it, going back to what Emma said, it's not because we're pastors. Uh, and it's definitely not because we're perfect, right? Guys, we're not. Yeah, Tim's not perfect at all. And I'm kidding. Um, but neither am I. But here's the thing is, it's a, is you're going to the Lord. And when I read my word every day, I just want the Holy Spirit to teach me. So it's like, you know, show me things, Lord. I want to see. And, and I'll ask questions. And, and you ask questions, and all of a sudden you're getting answers you wouldn't have known. Or, or something's leaping off the page. And, and it's the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, which is active and alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. So, uh, you know, just reading God's Word is a way to tune in to the Lord. So Jesus is one way. The Bible is another way God speaks to us, which, by the way, helps us tune in better than ever. The third way is the Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit himself, right, who is distinct from Jesus. And, but Jesus told us what would happen when the Holy Spirit comes. And in John 16, verse 13, now I want you to notice four times it's going to say the Holy Spirit will tell you. So read along with me and notice this. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. But he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you. Now notice this. I'm going to come back to this. He will tell you about the future. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The word tell is the Greek word akuo, where we get the word acoustic, right, Tim? Acoustics, which we're all, you guys, that's kind of your area, the acoustics. And uh, acoustics is the idea of hearing, but you got to hear, hear, hear. And it says the Holy Spirit will give you a hearing. He will give you a, a word. He will tell you things. And so God does that. And so I don't want you to miss that it says, you know, four times the, the Holy Spirit will tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you. Now, it's interesting to know Again, the the Bible, the New Testament was written in Koine Greek. And in Koine Greek, there are different tenses. There's past tense, uh, there's present tense, there's aroist tense, which is really cool. And, and, And then there's the future tense. Those four words for tell are all in the future. Jesus was saying to them, a day is coming when the Holy Spirit will tell you. And it hadn't happened to them yet. It would come. But it's also for the church. It's a day when the church, the family of the church, has the Holy Spirit come to each one of us to tell us things and uh, to guide us. And uh, Tim, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you know I pray about everything. And uh, I mean, literally, not. In, I pray about where to eat, what clothes to wear. And uh, yeah, so, all right. So I've been hearing this from Chuck for so long. You know, he prays about this, and then he goes, and they're like, oh, there's Chuck, you know, and it's like the Lord's just telling him where to go. So a few weeks ago, we got done with a meeting, and I had another meeting in about a half an hour, and so I thought, okay, um, I'm going to run, and I'm going to go grab some lunch. And I, 
I never do this. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this. I, I guess maybe never, but very rarely do I pray about where I should go to lunch. But on that day, I, I was like, Lord, I feel like I need to pray where I, where I should go to lunch. So I'm driving out here onto Ontario, and um, or out here on Ontario, and I pull out and. I'm like, okay, I think I need to go to Cane's. And the Lord's like, no, you need to go to Apoyo Loco. And I was like, of course, Lord, it's healthier. Um, <laughs> so I, so it, seemed, it seemed like, okay, all right, I'm going to go to Apoyo Loco. So I'm driving down. And as I'm driving, remember, I have a meeting in a half an hour. And so I'm going to go drive through. And as I'm driving there, I'm like, you need to get an oil change. I'm like, well, I do need to get an oil change, but I have a meeting. And as I got closer, it became clear that I needed to stop and get an oil change. So I just dropped my car off at Dykstra's there and then walk over to El Pollo Loco. And <laughs> so, so I called Tracy and I was like, hey, Tracy, I'm not going to be able to make it to this next meeting. I didn't tell her why. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> embarrassed. Um, the Lord told me to get an oil change. <laughs> so, so I, so I just said, I'm not going to be able to make it. And so I drop my truck off and I walk over to El Pollo Loco and I get my food and I walk over to fill up my drink and I turn around and there is standing Jerry who I haven't seen since before COVID because sometime in the middle of it, he and his, he's a, a real well-off businessman. He and his family moved from the area and built a house in Balboa. And so he hasn't been out in the area. I haven't seen him or heard from him. But he's a guy who I have been ministering to. He and I play racquetball together. I've gotten him to come a few times. We've had good conversations about the Lord. And so I turn, and there's Jerry standing there. And I was like, Jerry. And he goes, Tim. And so I go, and I sit down to, get my, uh, to, sit down to eat. And he gets his food, and he's walking by me real kind of slow, like he's going to go sit down. And I was like, Jerry, are you staying here to eat your food? He goes, yeah, my car's, I'm getting a car wash. And I was like, you want to sit down and, and eat together? And he goes, I'd love to. And he sits down right away. And he goes, actually, I'm so glad that you're here because I've been having these questions. And I think you're a perfect person because I know you're a man of faith and you're a perfect person for me to ask these questions. And we spent 45 minutes talking about the Lord and the word and what God has going on in the world. And it was definitely a divine appointment, especially because when we walked over, he ended up paying for my oil change. So I was like, <laughs> man, this is definitely the Lord. So. Yeah, it was kind of an oil of anointing. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But but you know what is so cool is you were the guy he needed to talk to. You were the guy who could answer the very questions that are on his heart. And it was literally in that moment it had to happen. And and Tim, I love I love it when those moments happen. And we step back and go, it's the Lord. It's just the Lord. Yeah. And so God does that. God's going to speak to you, prompt you. I encourage you, pray. Like if you're going to go out to eat, pray, Lord, where should I go? Sometimes you'll get something. Other times you won't. But when you do, go. When you do go and be ready for what's about to happen. Uh, I pray before I go to the grocery store because we have choices uh, of what store to go to. And you know this. We've gotten follow-ups from people who said you were there in that exact moment. And so the Holy Spirit guides you. The Holy Spirit also tells you what's coming in the future. I don't know if you go, wait, what am, is that right? 
Now get ready for this. Our elders have just had that happen more than once, but we recently had it happen. Our elders got together. Carrie's right out here. You know this. We prayed and we fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, right? And, and we promised in that time not to speak to each other about it. And then what happened is we all come together and we just say, what did God tell you? And we went around the room and every single person got basically the same thing. Uh, and by the way, not something we can make up. You were there. Yeah, pretty powerful, huh? Yeah, it was incredible to watch firsthand. And it was honoring to be in that room and see it all happen. Yeah, yeah. So the Lord spoke to us. Then out of that, I believe, and you already know this because we're we're team, uh, that God's telling me something that's coming in the future. Now, I'm super excited about it. It's a pretty cool. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. So guess what? I'm going to tell you what that is in October. (laughs) No, it's cool, you guys. So October the 26th, save the date. Save the date, October 26th. If you're here in town in Corona, come. If you're online, guess what? I'm going to say this to you. All of you who are online, you reserve a plane ticket. You get a a car. You do whatever you can to come into the Corona area and be here with us on October the 26th. We're going to celebrate our church turning 130 years old. And I'm going to tell you God's vision for our church and the future. And uh, I can't wait to tell you. But the Holy Spirit does that. The Holy Spirit tells you what's coming in the future. And so I want to be able to do that with you on October the 26th. Uh, If you can't be here, be online. If you can be here in any way, shape, or form, be here. By the way, Tim, you, you already know. It's pretty cool, huh? Oh, I, I, I can't wait, and I think it will revolutionize the church and, and the people of the church, for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to change all our lives for the better. Uh, and there's a reason why we have to wait till October 26th. That's part of the Holy Spirit moving, telling. So anyway, uh, God speaks through uh, the Bible, through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, but in Job chapter 33, verse 14, I quoted this earlier. It says, God speaks once yet or twice, yet no one notices. So God is speaking, and he said the too many people just don't, don't notice. Then it goes on to talk about how God speaks to us. Indeed, God speaks once or even twice, yet no one notices in a dream. In a vision of the night, when sound sleep falls on men while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction that, okay, listen to this, that he may turn man aside from his conduct and keep man from his pride. He keeps back his soul from passing, uh, uh, his soul from, pass, uh, from the pit and his life from passing over into Sheol or hell. So it says God will use dreams to get people or to direct people. And Charles and I got to be in Indonesia uh, a little while ago uh, together at this amazing Christian conference, right? Yeah, in fact, it was the, uh, the largest, the biggest uh, Christian conference uh, in the country, in Indonesia. It, you, uh, it's just one of those trips that uh, I was still in awe at this, at this point. It's an amazing, and Pastor Chuck was the main speaker at that time. Yeah, which humbled me, by the way, because it's wild when you're the main speaker, and most of the pastors there's churches are like five times your size. Uh, you know, so it's like, why? I, I want to hear from you. So Charles and I, by the way, I got to say this too. Charles did a seminar that was supposed to be a little seminar and it packed the building out, you know, and I'm so proud of you, man. It was like awesome to hear you speak and teach on worship. So we're there together, Charles and I and Roland, who's leading this conference and, and the, 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 the Islamic people, because Indonesia is mainly Islamic and sometimes radical Islamic, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, so they sent in Islamic people to intimidate us. They, matter of fact, 
I'm on the blacklist, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, one of the services afterward, uh, uh, Pastor Roland Octavianus, which was the head of the whole thing, they, that's when they told us, hey, so uh, just not to, uh, just, we just need to let you know that uh, the Islamic people, they sent some people to the service to check you out. And Pastor Chuck was like, huh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> they got my yeah, internet and everything. Because uh, yeah. it, was, it was the biggest uh, Christian conference and it was an, pretty much an international uh, conference every year, and they do it every summer. And that uh, the area was actually uh, it's a, um, a Muslim population. It's mm-hmm. just you could see on the way there, we just keep seeing uh, mosque after mosque after mosque. We were looking at it like, wow, look at that. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. And, yeah. um, and so I guess they sent uh, some people that should check it out. And, uh, and that night, Pastor Chuck was uh, speaking, and they were just uh, listening to his message. So they were saying, like, so now I guess uh, your name is one in one of their lists. <laughs> <to check out. laughs> Which I think is kind of cool. So if I die, we know how. Um, <laughs> but, but here's what's really cool. Charles and Roland and I are sitting there, and Roland, who's the head of the, By the way, i got to say two incredible people. Um, and he says, do you see this guy over here? And we look over, there's a guy. Uh, and he had a huge entourage, right? It was big. Yeah, yeah probably the biggest group at the yeah, conference. One of the, one of the biggest and so he goes, he used to be the imam of the largest mosque in that area of Indonesia. Uh, he was the imam of it. And then Charles, tell him what happened. Yeah, so this, uh, there's this uh, mosque. And apparently it's not just a mosque. It was also a university. Yep, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and he's one of the imam. Imam is like a Muslim cleric. Like, uh, so he's one of the, like, big pastors. And uh, he had uh, a dream where he encountered Jesus. And if you know, uh, there's so many uh, vision of Jesus where uh, Islamic people see Jesus. And this is one of them. And you could only imagine as, as an Islamic cleric, you know, what do you do after you see that? <laughs> And what does it mean to somebody, you know, like himself? So I think what happened was he, uh, he told his wife. Right? Yeah, he told his wife about it, but they couldn't tell anybody he else. couldn't tell, tell anyone else. I mean, uh, what else to do? But he saw Jesus. He had an encounter with, with Jesus. And uh, so uh, I'm not sure what happened next. He, he kept eating at him and eating at him. He, he and his wife gave their lives to the Lord. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they did it privately, but they still didn't know what to do. By the way, the only way they knew how to give their life to Christ was what happened in the dream. So they, they it just, he can't stand it anymore. Now, he was so important. He was so um, influential. He calls in 10 Islamic imams who report to him. And he calls them in. And he just thought, I'm going to take the risk. And he tells them about the dream and tells them that he gave his life to Christ. And they're all looking at each other and, and they go, we all had that dream. Now, not just the dream. They all 10 had the same dream in that while. Separately. Yeah, yeah separately. it was same dream, right? Same dream separately. Yeah. And they all had given their lives to the Lord, but they couldn't tell him because they were afraid of him. And so here's what they did. They took that mosque and they led every single person to Christ and turned it into a church. Uh, yeah. And, and the university today is a Christian university, right? Yeah. And so we get to meet this guy. And, and, and by the way, his entourage, we got to meet some of the 10. And so God spoke in a dream. 
You may have had a dream where God speaks to you. Uh, You might be asking, how will I know if it's the Lord? Or how will I just not know? I I don't know a for sure test, but let me give you what I use. So you don't, this is what I use. Is if I wake up and I have a dream and it goes away, which most of my, anybody have a dream and you wake up going, oh, and then you, you can't remember it? That's not the Lord. If you wake up and you can't forget it, you wake up and it's still on your mind. The details are still there. Then I think you'd be very wise to say this, Lord, what does it mean? Yeah. Lord, what's it mean? Yeah. And because God may be giving you and probably is giving you a dream. Uh, by the way, I was telling uh, Tim and them this. Uh, I was in a meeting with someone that started getting tense. And I, I could feel my tension. I could fence their tension. And, and then I'm thinking, man, this is going the wrong way. And I'll get, get, okay, I'm going to get really transparent. I was getting really mad. I was getting really mad. And I don't lose my temper very often. But I was like, yeah, hardly ever, right? I was this close. And then all of a sudden, I looked up and I looked around and I went, I dream this. I dreamed the way the wind was blowing. I dreamed the setting we were in. I dreamed the way the weather felt. And I dreamed in the dream that I lost it and hurt this person really, really badly. And so I knew what the Holy Spirit was saying to me, shut up. Which the Holy Spirit says that sometimes. Yeah, at least to me. None of you, all you guys are just too good. But, uh, but, but you know what? Is I kept my mouth quiet and it didn't go bad. It didn't, matter of fact, it actually went really, really good. And I, I believe God gave me a dream to guard me from that conduct. That's what it says in Job 33, is that God will do that. Now, another way God speaks to you, so Jesus, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, dreams. Another way God speaks to you, by the way, is in pain, in physical pain. One of my, not, I'm gonna say, my favorite worship song, not one of, my favorite worship song, uh, was written by Sia Worship called Father's Heart. And when I want to tune into God, by the way, I, I started worshiping and singing that song. Listen to the opening words. Through the fire, through the wind, through the trembling, you speak. To the hardened heart, you gently whispering. In the hurt, in the trial, in the suffering, you reach. For the broken heart, you're mending every piece. God sometimes speaks in our suffering, in our pain, and in what we're going through in that moment. C.S. Lewis said these words, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Uh, I just think that is so true. And Lewis knew what it was like to hear from God. Uh, In Job 33, it says this, man is also chastened with pain on his bed, with his unceasing complaint in his bones. So that his life loathes bread and his soul favorite food. His flesh wastes away from his sight. His bones, which were not a scene, stick out. Then his soul draws near to the pit and his life to those who bring death. And so God speaks in our pain. And Tracy, you, you felt that, I think. Yes. Last time me and Emma were up here together, we talked about Yahweh Rapha as a God who heals. And I had shared that God hadn't healed me from pain. But anyone who struggles with chronic pain knows it's like a journey to figure out like what, what's wrong with you. And so I was on this journey. I was in my early 20s. I was trying to figure it out. And um, I had this persistent pain, you know, and the thing about pain is that you, it just demands to be felt. And so I was just like, I need to figure out what this is. And so I went to so many different doctors and I landed in, the, in a GI specialist's office. And I was like, I know it's not a GI thing, but my doctor sent me here. Let me just talk and see what's, what's going on. So I'm talking to this GI specialist and he's like, you know, I don't, I don't think this is, 
I don't think this is your problem, but we can, you know, we can talk and see what it is. And so he recommended doing a colonoscopy. I was, like, <laughs> I was 24. I was like, I don't, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> but uh, he, um, he was like, you know, I don't, I don't really know what we'll find, but he just was super like, you know, let's just go for it. And I was like, if, that doesn't inspire confidence if you don't even know. <laughs> and so I come home and I was like, mom, I was telling my mom, I was like, mom, he wants to like do this procedure. I just don't think that's the right thing to do. And he was really like, he just didn't seem like he was going to find anything. And she was like, you need to do that procedure. She's like, if a doctor tells you to do something, do it. So I did it. <laughs> and it uh, turns out he found four polyps and two of which were precancerous. And so um, I go back in for consultation and he's just like wide-eyed, right? Because I'm 24 years old. He's like, I really had no idea why I was telling you to do this. He's like, I didn't think we were going to find anything. Typically, you don't do this procedure until you're 50 plus. He's like, you would have had cancer in five years. And I was like, oh my gosh, is that the reason why I have pain? He goes, nope. Pain, nothing to do with your pain. <laughs> but we found this, which is great. And so I remember, I just remember praising God. I, I have such a struggle with my pain, which I shared last time I was on stage. But I feel like God is so good. And I'm like, he used this 100%. There was, there was no way I'd go to a GI specialist and say, hey, let's do this. <laughs> I can promise, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> As someone who's been through it. Uh, but... If you're watching online, we're family, you guys. Nervous, <laughs> nervous laughter right now. Oh, nervous laughter. Oh, yeah. But, but you know what, God, I'm, I'm thinking and highly possible saved your life yeah. and guided you with that, spoke to you through it, which by the way, praise God, because we love you and we got blessed to have you with us. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Another way the Lord speaks is through a mediator. Um, and a mediator can be an angel, an angelic being. It could be a person. Uh, God comes and someone's talking. And you're like, I got a message from, like, that sounds like God gave me a message. And in Job 33, 23, it says, if there is an angel as a mediator for him, one out of a thousand to remind a man what is right for him, then let him be gracious to him and say, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Let his flesh become fresher than in youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. Uh, and I, I think that verse is so applicable to you. I, I really do. When you think about where you were, your youthful vigor was going to return because the mediator was going to come. Amen, amen. And now I don't know for a fact if it was an angel. I didn't see a halo. I didn't see wings. <laughs> and I probably won't know until I'm in heaven. But I, I do know that it was definitely a supernatural encounter. Um, I, like Tracy said, we already shared our story. I was very, very sick for many years. Um, and uh, after a fast and lots of prayer on a Palm Sunday, my cousin and my sister, we, the three of us, go to Canterbury. It's a coffee shop in Chino Hills. Uh, my cousin's here, so she won't let me lie. And uh, we, we go to this coffee shop, and I take my dogs. We're sitting down. We're drinking coffee, uh, and we're, being, you know, we're chatting. We're just, we're just having fun. Um, and uh, this complete stranger comes up to me and taps me on my shoulder. I turn around, and uh, he's probably the most beautiful man I've ever seen. I mean, he's got colored eyes, dark complexion. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth is I'm, I, I, I tell him, I'm so sorry. My, I'm like, my dogs are not for sale. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. <laughs> he didn't laugh. <laughs> he said, this phrase, I have a message from God. And I mean, an angel, that's what an angel is, a messenger from God, right? And so my cousin, myself, and my sister just 
stayed quiet and he started just telling me what I had experienced as far as like physical pain in the last couple of years. But I think what shocked me was when he started getting into or tapping into what I had been experiencing for the last couple of months, which was a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety and uh, dark thoughts that I can't even begin. I mean, it's just, I don't even want to talk about, but they were, I was going through a really difficult time and I had absolutely no signs of that. I had no signs. I, I was really good at hiding it. And I, and I feel sometimes that we're all very good at hiding when we're going through tough times. Um, and he shared with me what I went through and then said um, that God was going to restore me, was going to give me hope. And hope was the one thing I needed. I felt a lot of hopelessness. He was going to give me joy. And just when I was about to interrupt, my cousin stopped me and said, just in Spanish, let him talk. <laughs> and he continued talking and then said, but don't lose focus. He's like, don't lose focus. And he will use you to bring hope to others and bring joy to others. And just me being here right now yeah. is a testament of that, yeah. of his word coming true. So um, but Pastor Chuck, you, you saying, um, how does God speak to me now compared to before? After that experience and just being here at Crossroads, I realized that it's important that, that there is power in, in your posture that um, we have to have a heart that is eager to hear God's voice um, and to not at all uh, make excuses or try to, uh, you know, God does speak to you. You don't have to be, like I said, a preacher or a teacher. He speaks to you, and he has probably spoken to a lot of us. We just tend to not really focus and pay attention. But yeah. Well, and then you brought to us an incredible quote by A.W. Tozer, who's incredible if you haven't read Tozer. Yeah, yeah, this was totally me. It says, the person that does not expect to hear God won't. Every single time God speaks, they will discount it. They'll convince themselves it's not God. And we do that so many times. Yeah, yeah. Everybody needs to expect to hear from God. By the way, you should expect to hear from God because the Bible promises you will. You can trust the Bible. Uh, you can expect to hear from God because Jesus really loves you. And he wants to be with you. He wants a real relationship with you. Mm -hmm. He wants to talk with you and he wants you to talk with him. By the way, he doesn't want you to do all the talking. <laughs> okay, nobody laughed on that one. <laughs> if you're keeping score at home, the talking joke went down. Um, he wants it to be a two-way conversation. That's right. But he does want to tell you things. He wants to tell you things about you. He wants to tell you things about life. He wants to tell you things about your future. He wants to tell you things in moments that you need encouragement so you can overcome. He wants to give you warnings. We talked about that. You know, the Lord loves us so much. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, he even disciplines us. And that usually comes through the moving of the spirit of Jesus speaking to you. But it's always in the end in love. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go to a time of praying for each of us to hear from God. So we're going to all pray. We're going to pray for people who for different reasons may need to hear the Lord's voice. Uh, and then I want you, as we're praying, to pray for those people too. So whatever prompting comes to pray for the hurting, uh, to pray for those who need direction. When that happens, I'm going to ask you, start praying. Say, Lord, I pray you're going you're to give direction to people. I pray you're going to be with, give messages to hurting people. Lord, I pray. And pray over that. And at the very end, I'll lead us in a time of saying, Lord, speak to me. But let's pray for not just yourself, pray for each other. Pray for those you don't even know to hear from the Lord. Father God, I, uh, 
I love you so much because you're a mm. God who cares about us yeah. and we are your children and you gave us indicators to let us know when something's wrong and pain is an indicator father. Yeah. And for anyone who's in physical pain, for anyone who's in uh, mental pain, for anyone who's experiencing hurt, we mm. just uh, we pray that you would come in a supernatural way and speak to them. We pray that you would use whatever the pain is to guide them, to uh, teach them, to show them what you want to show them. And I pray that whoever's uh, feeling pain would be receptive and, like Emma said, would have a heart posture to expect to hear from you and to truly hear what you want to share, Father. Father, right now, we're drawing near to you, Lord, for people that are looking for you, looking for your voice, Lord, listening and trying to find you in their situation, God, where they're having problems, God, in their life. Yeah. They're probably having problems in their family, their whatever circumstances they, they have, God, but uh, we know that the Holy Spirit, Lord, will bring peace, whatever uh, situation that they have, God. And probably their uh, circumstance probably will not change, God, whatever they have, God. But we know that you're always going to be with them, that they are not alone, that uh, you are present with them, Lord, whatever they are, God, that they are not alone, that you are the Lord that is Emmanuel. And praying, God, that they will hear your voice, God. They can, like uh, Pastor Chuck was just saying, God, that they need to be expecting to hear your voice, God expecting to know that you can bring a miracle in their life, God, uh, that you can bring a miracle to their situation, God, and praying, God, that it will uh, seek you and trying to find you, praying, God, that they will uh, find you and find your voice in their situation, Lord, and praying, God, that uh, whoever's hurting, Lord, they will find healing, Lord. God, you are a, a good, good father, and we're so thankful that uh, you always lean to your children, Father, and you just listen to our cry, and I uh, pray right now, God, I'm sure more than one person here needs your direction. I pray, Father, that we may trust that you have already established our steps. You say in your word that to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge you and you will direct our path. That is a promise. God, may we believe in that. May we believe in you. May we trust in you. And may we expect, God, and know that you want to speak to us. You speak to us, God. God, I pray for everybody in this room and everybody online that's watching. I pray, oh God, that our hearts and our minds wouldn't be so filled with the noise that life is throwing at us so many shows and YouTube and traffic and jobs and Instagram and sports and just so much going in and it's so loud that it's easy to miss the only thing that matters which is your voice and I pray like the song we sang earlier that we would be effective at making room for you that the rest of those sounds would be drowned out. That we would hear you when you tell us to turn to the right or to the left or to go to El Pollo Loco. Yeah. God, we want what you want. And for anybody who's watching, 
that they don't know you. They don't know you well enough to hear what you have to say. They don't know you well enough to know your voice. I pray tonight or whenever they're watching this that, God, that this would be a turning point, that they would surrender their heart, that they would make room for you, O Lord. Yes, Jesus. Abba, Father, we pray right now for those who are searching. They're searching for an answer. They're searching for direction. They're searching for love. They're searching for an end to the loneliness and an end of the pain. I think there's someone sitting here right now. They're searching and they're saying, why am I not hearing from you, Lord? Where are you? And Lord, I pray right now you're going to speak. And if there's something that's separating them from you, you're there wanting to give love, but there's something that's in the way. I pray you're going to tell them. They're going to know. I pray right now they're going to know. And I pray for those who, who need to know. Right now, if that's you, just say, Lord, speak to me. Matter of fact, no matter where you're at with the Lord, say, speak to me. I'll listen. Maybe you're questioning if he's there. Just say, Lord, speak to me. I'm ready to hear. I want to hear from you. And right now, I want to have you, many of you do this, saying, Lord, is this the time I'm, I'm supposed to either commit or recommit? Lord, is this my moment? Is this my time? Say that to him. And if this is your moment and this is your time, let's pray together. Say these words. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you love me. I know you died on the cross for me. And I know you want to forgive me from all my sin. And I pray you'll forgive me from all my sins. I pray you'll heal me from hurt and heal me from pain. And I pray you'll free me from anything or anyone that's holding me down or holding me back. And I pray you'll make me yours. And I pray you'll make me alive. And I pray you'll make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen if you prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer, if you're ready to say yes to the Lord, praise God. If you're online right now and you prayed that prayer, what I want you to do is text AMEN to 77247. Text AMEN to 77247. And we're going to get right back to you. So if you prayed the prayer, find a way to go to a phone. Find a way to get to a computer. Uh, find a way uh, to get to the internet and go to crossroadschurch.family and click I said yes. But do that. Do that. So right now, if you prayed that prayer... Make every effort to let us know by texting amen. Thanks again for joining us. Here at Crossroads, we're all about helping people take their next step. So, what's your next step? Whether you've made a decision to follow Jesus, want to be baptized, or you're interested in knowing more about God and the Bible through our Alpha class, we can help you take your next step at crossroadschurch.family. 
We also want to invite you to gather your family and friends to join us right here online again next week. So if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss out on any new messages. If you found this message encouraging, click the like button and let us know how we can pray for you this week in the comments. Finally, if your life is being impacted by Crossroads and if you wanna be part of making an impact all over the world, you can head to crossroadschurch.family to do that now. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time.